0: morning, church.
1: We're so glad you're here. So as we worship, please feel free to stand up, raise your hands, whatever the Lord leads you.
0: Sweet wine, you sing are 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 you have.
1: praise the name of Jesus this morning come on he's faithful he's worthy to be praised in this place this next song is just about him just giving him glory we magnify you Jesus there was a moment when the lights went out when death its victory The king of love had given up his life
0: The darkest
1: day in history They're on a cross They're on a cross they made for sinners For every curse his blood atoned one final breath and it was finished but not the end we could have known For the earth began to shake and the veil was torn oh a sacrifice was made as the hell Every time Confess that he is Lord. Lift up your shout. Let us join with all the heaven. Sing it. darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. We call these bones to live And call these lungs to sing and to sing. We'll Jesus, Jesus. You will make the darkness tremble, Jesus. Jesus, the silence is. Jesus, Jesus You make the darkness tremble Jesus, Jesus Jesus, Jesus Oh, Jesus, Jesus You make the darkness tremble Jesus, Jesus Silence for
0: Jesus, Jesus. You will make the darkness trouble, Jesus, Jesus. In your name, in your name is a light that the shadows can't.
1: You This is one choir we sing oh, yeah. this place can we give God one big shout of praise he's worthy he defeated death hell in the grave he's worthy today we exalt to me. we exalt me. we exalt me. hallelujah praise God good morning church it's so good to have you in this room and those joining us online would you step out of your comfort zone today maybe meet somebody new tell them it's good to see them and we'll see you guys soon
2: good morning church how's everybody doing today we're doing good come on come on i'm excited god's gonna move in a huge way today you want to know how i know that because everything that could possibly go wrong today has gone wrong so i know god's gonna move god's gonna move i pretty much broke down in the back and uh but god is good somebody say god is good God is good. I'm, I'm Pastor Justin. I'm the lead pastor here. My beautiful bride is not with me because my three-year-old was throwing up, so she took him home. So they're watching online. Hey, Judah, hope you feel better, buddy. Love you guys so much. Uh, but uh, oh, God is good. God is good all the time, and all things come together for good for those that love the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. As we come around our giving this morning, um, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, and and just letting God move, and you know, God moves through your generosity. Did you know that He does great things through your generosity? And and uh, I was reading this morning um, when I woke up, uh, God put Timothy on my mind, and so I read all of First Timothy. And don't be impressed; it's only six chapters, but uh, but I read all of it, and I was just God was ministering to me through through those scriptures. And um, one that stood out to me was verse uh, uh, chapter six, verse seventeen it says. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all what we need for our enjoyment. Verse 18, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others by doing this they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they can experience true life. Is that good? Oh, that's good. That's good. Let's pray over our our tithes and offerings this morning. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to come into this place, and God, and to give, to give from our financial place, to give from our time, to give from our effort, our time, treasure, and talent. God, we're here to give an offering to you. And Lord, just as your word says that we will see you multiply and do great things, God, that we will be rich in good works. Lord, I just can't wait to see just more and more of what you're going to do and what you're already doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. All right. A couple things that we got coming up this week. Um, first of all, welcome. If it's your first time, I'm glad you're here. Welcome home. Welcome home. Um, I'm bold enough to say that. I think once you get to know some of these crazy people sitting around you, you're going to fall in love with them just like I am in love with them. But uh, So welcome home. We love you. We're glad you're here. If it is your first time, we have a gift for you. Um, so fill out the connection card in the back. Uh, you'll see the little welcome table that you, as you walked in. Fill that out. We've got a gift for you, and, <coughs> and then we'll have uh, uh, all that for you. Um, youth, there is no youth this Tuesday. Um, We will continue next Tuesday. I'm excited to hang out with you guys and do that, which will be amazing. Where are my ladies at this morning? Yeah, ladies. We have Sisterhood Ladies' Night out. Um, I I believe the ladies are going to a farmer's market in Old Town, Marietta. So they're going to have a good time, have some fun, and hang out with each other. That will be amazing. If you haven't gone to a ladies' night yet, go. That's how you get connected. That's how you make friends. That's how you get to know who all the giggly ones are, right? So it's a beautiful thing. Estonia Bible Project. Who's been excited about that so far? Oh, my goodness. It was so awesome. The last time we looked, I think we, were, we, we had hit uh, $1,900. And, and, and just, just this morning, so Chelsea had it on her heart this last week to, to reach out to the elementary kids and said, hey, why don't we get behind this? They're, they're being taught a lesson right now this month called go, go and make disciples. And so Chelsea said, hey, you know what, kids, why don't we see how many Bibles we can get to Estonia? And so the kids are, are raising money. I know my son this morning, um, he had collected so far $161. Um, so man, I was just like, dude, you're doing it. That's it. So that's almost eleven Bibles, and uh, or yeah, almost eleven Bibles, and so that's awesome. And if the other kids are going after it too, like hey, we're going to be sending all all kinds of Bibles to Estonia. So if you'd like to give towards that, you can do that in the giving app. There's a button on there. You can if you click on the the drop down menu, it says general that goes to tithes and offerings. Then there's a section for the Estonia Bible Project, and also SFP, which is a slave-free project, which is helping people get out of uh, modern-day slavery and uh, trafficking. So we, all, we do all those things. All that money goes straight to them. does not go in our pockets at all. So I'm excited about that. Where are my dads at? We have some dads in here today? Yeah, we got a few dads. If you forgot, next Sunday is Father's Day. So you can prepare now. Take notes. If you're watching online, this is your reminder for this week to make sure you hook your dad up and make sure they're loved. Tell them they have to come to church. We, we've got all kinds of fun stuff that we're gonna do for the dads and I'm excited for that. Um, I think that's it for what I have for announcements here. Um, you can give online, you can do all those kinds of things. Um, but I do have to share one, one update that I'm not too excited about sharing. Um, we Two weeks ago, uh, we sat down with with pastor Jen our our youth pastor and uh, and we had been noticing over the last year and months um, that they've just been worn out and going through a lot and seeing symptoms of burnout and as a pastor, you watch and you try to figure out how can i how can I love on them how can I give them rest how can I do those things and And uh, when she had her knee surgery, we thought, this will be the opportunity. We can give her some rest. And so we had put a plan together to have eight weeks. Her eight weeks of recovery would be, hey, you stay out there. Don't worry about anything, youth. The pastoral team will take care of it for you. We had a plan in place. Well, praise God, she healed a lot faster. She healed in about a week and a half, which is a good thing, right? We're grateful for that. But we still wanted her to take the rest, not just for her knee, but for her in general. And so... I prayed, and, and uh, as she kind of took, went, went back right to doing what she does, and she works hard, and she loves those kids, um, but I was praying, and I felt like God said, you, you have to give her the rest. She's not going to take it on her own, and so I, we sat down with her and her husband, Cliff, and, and we said, hey, this is what the Lord's been telling me. We, you need to take at least three months of rest, like, so we're, we're, we're not asking you. We're telling you. That you're you're going to rest and and uh, and I went, in my prayer time I felt like the Lord said there will be repercussions to that and which I thought okay whatever that means like if somebody told me to take three months of rest I think I'd be pretty excited you know what I'm saying but uh, but anyways uh, they didn't take it very well I thought maybe just a couple days to figure things out and it would get smoothed out and unfortunately it, it didn't get smoothed out it got worse um, and uh, some things have been said uh, that just simply aren't true. The only thing we wanted was for them to rest and to get that rest and to be healed. Um, but they took it very offensively. So um, they have decided that they're not going to be here. Uh, they took a couple of the youth leaders with them. Uh, so there's a couple of youth leaders that won't be serving in our church anymore and don't wanna be a part of it. So I don't know what all was shared or what all happened there, but I wanted to let you know that we desire the utmost to honor everyone in everything. Amen? And so I'm sharing this with you because I don't want you to have any ill feelings towards them whatsoever. And if they were here today, I would have them come up on the stage and we would lay hands on them and we would pray for them and love them because the goal is still rest. Does that make sense? And however God has to get them that rest is a good thing, even if it's hurtful to other people, okay? So if you would help me, I'm going to pray for Pastor Jen. I'm going to pray for any anybody else who's heard news outside of what actually happened, um, but, uh, but if you'd help me pray with her real quick, can we do that? Father God, I just thank you so much for Pastor Jen. Lord, I thank you for the years that she and Cliff and the, and the youth team have poured into those kids, to be their spiritual leader, to be that person who would show them Jesus and show them the heart of God, and, and they'd work tirelessly, hours on end, doing so, so much. And so, God, no matter what happens, Lord, we promise that we will keep that bridge built, that, she, that, that their family is always welcome here, that they are always loved, and we will choose love above all things because love endures all things and love never fails. So God, we just thank you this morning for Jen and Cliff Mulot, and I pray right now that they are blessed. If they're watching online, that they know that they're loved, that they are cared for, and that everyone in this church loves and appreciates them. And so, God, we just pray, Lord, for you to get all the glory for the things to come. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. 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 Thank you for that. Um, So, needless to say, I've been a little bit emotional. Um, But where are my paper Bible people at? Do we have some paper Bible people here today? Let's see. What what do we got? Well, that's a cool one. what's, What's the design on yours? Yeah. Camo. I like that. From one Marine, I, I like camo. I, that's why I couldn't tell. I couldn't see it from here. It was just camouflaging in with everything else. Got a big blue one. How heavy is that? It's like three pounds. Look at that thing. That's massive. That's massive. Come on. They like got every, every bit of Scripture in there for sure. All right, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Esther chapter 4. Uh, we're going to hang out with Esther today. Yeah, little Esther's right here. She's ready. You know what? She might come up and preach. We'll see what happens. Uh, little baby Esther, Uh, but we're going to, is she laughing? Good, that's because she knows she's going to be preaching the Word of God one day. And while you're turning to Esther chapter 4, and we're going to hang out in verse 13 to start, I wanted to share something with you. Um, So God's so good, there's a couple things I want to share. I'll probably just, it'll be story time today. How does that sound? Um, But I got to do something this week that was so fun, so fun. I got to play my first hockey game in the last 16 years. So the last time I played hockey on a team, I was 19 years old, so now you can do the math. Yes, I'm still young, but, um, but in it, I got to go and play this game, and I was excited out of my mind, right? I, I got a call from my buddy, Sean Anton, and uh, I just love him, and, and he said, hey, we need an extra guy for men's, men's league, and I'm like, sure, man, I'm in. You know, count me in, and last time I played with him, I don't know if anybody remembers, but last time I played with him, we didn't even go play a game, we just went to play around. and two days later, my knee was as big as a, you know, like just about this big, and I couldn't walk on it for a week. I actually didn't get to preach that week because I was stuck at home. I don't know if you guys remember that. So I was very nervous, to go play hockey. And it only got worse from there. Are you with me? So I'm riding in the car with these guys. And and as we're riding in the car, they're all talking. And and, and you know what? i got to be honest with you. I love you. I love love our church. I love our church family. But I also love just getting away from church stuff. And when you hang out with hockey players and hockey people, there's four-letter words going everywhere. And Just, and it just, honestly, it made me feel comfortable for a minute. (laughs) There's something about, like, being a Marine, and, and I miss, like, just dudes being dudes, you know what I mean? And so, I really enjoyed that, but as we were sitting in the car, they're all telling their hockey stories, like, where they grew up, where they played college hockey, where they played junior hockey, like, this close to like professional hockey, and they're like, yeah, we're, it's so awesome, this is our first game of the season, but we're in this new league now, that we went up a whole tier in leagues, and so we're only one league away from being the best in the league, and I'm like, why am I in the car, <laughs> like this is, I'm like shaking, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna be quiet, I'm just gonna sit here, and, and they finally like, all they're telling each other stories, and they said, uh, Justin, what, what's your hockey story, like, wh- what, did, what did you play, I'm like, well, my parents couldn't afford to do all those things, and so I, uh, the highest I ever got was, was midget A, and, and I, I, I played midget A hockey. And not because we could afford it. it was, I was good enough, so the coaches would call me every once in a while to go to a tournament or this kind of thing. And so that's the highest level of hockey I've played. And they're like, oh, well, when's the last time you played? 16 years ago. They're like, 16 years ago? I was like, yeah, and you guys are really freaking me out. i got to be honest with you. Um, I don't know how this is going to go tonight. I said, honestly, maybe I'm just there to give you a breather for a minute so that you can go sit on the bench, but just get me back off as fast as possible. But I had a good night, and I didn't die, which was amazing. I scored a goal, and I got an assist in my first game back in 16 years. So God, God did a miracle. Um, these guys, after the game, they're like, oh, I remember this play and this thing. I'm like, dude, I don't remember anything. All I remember is trying to breathe and not die. That's it. The whole time. My, my throat and lungs hurt so bad from just trying to breathe the whole time. So anyways, I got like this 60-something-year-old gentleman there, and he, he's like, it's okay, buddy. You're going to make it. It's going to be all right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but anyway, I say all that to say sometimes sometimes God puts you in places where you don't think you're qualified. Only to find out that it's your time. It's your time. Tell your neighbor, it's your time. It's your time. This is today's title of today's message. It's your time. If you'd like to follow along, you can follow along in the YouVersion Bible app. Um, we have everything in there. If you click on the more button on the bottom and click on events, you can find Livingstone's Church. I have all my notes in there for you. Uh, I, I didn't do very well in school, so I like to give you guys a cheat sheet. If you want it, um, then you don't have to remember exactly where to turn in the Bible, it's already there. But uh, I want to say hi to some people online. Let's see who we got online. The Twists are watching from Estonia, so I have to say good evening to you out in Estonia. I'm glad you're watching today. Um, Tracer is out in uh, Florida watching, so good afternoon to you, sir, and to Stephanie. I was instructed to let you know that Tracer's an awesome guy. Just wanted to let you know that. So uh, we love you guys. Thank you for watching. Thanks for being a part today. Uh, Let's see who else we got. We got Emiliano Sr. watching. uh, Ruth Ashcraft watching. uh, Monica Harper. Pastor Keith is watching also from Estonia. Come on. Cece Martinez, love you, girl. You're awesome. Dorothy Faraghanen, Carolyn McKinney. I hope I didn't miss anybody. But we love all of you, Dorothy Dorothy Faraghanen. Yes, love you too. So anyways, just... Whoever you are watching, I'm glad you're watching and we love you. Is everybody in Esther chapter 4? Yes. You made it? Good, good. Did anybody cheat and use my notes on the thing so you can find it? Yeah. Good, there we go, good. All right, Esther chapter 4, verse 13. Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate that. Says, pause for effect. It's in the notes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all the other Jews are killed. Verse 14, if you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place. But you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. Let's pray. Father God, as we open up your word this morning, we give you full permission and full reign to speak into our lives today. God, to touch the darkest parts of our heart and to make us more like you and less like ourselves. And God, we just thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I got to ask a question. Are we living for ourselves or are we living for God's glory? Come on. I, I got ministered to on social media so much this week, I can't even tell you, I'm reading through Craig Rochelle's stuff and I'm reading through Stephen Furtick's stuff and I'm reading through uh, John and Lisa Bevere's stuff and I I swear I I don't know if you were watching on my social but I was posting all their things because it was just speaking to me and but one of the things that Craig Rochelle had posted on there is not every good thing is a God thing and I thought to myself wow like how much is he is he your Lord or isn't he come on somebody. Like if we give God full reign over our lives and he's the Lord of our lives, that means he gets to choose everything we do. That means something that might not look good to us, he says, I bring all things together for good for those that love the Lord. So all of a sudden, I'm starting to see these things through different eyes going, all right, God, you have full reign over my life. If you want to crazy things you know there's times I've prayed and I've said God maybe maybe you want me to go through massive trials just so somebody can see hey this is how you respond in massive trials you ever thought about that you ever thought that the trial you're going through is an opportunity to show God's glory my goodness, sometimes we don't think about things like that. We think, this sucks, Lord. Hey, I'm praying for this to go away in the name of Jesus. You said if I pray and believe, it would be done in the name of, Je-. right? Is anybody with me? That like you just pray harder that that thing will go away? Sometimes God's going, no, that thing is so that I can get glory from how you respond. Whew. Come on. I don't know if that's hitting anybody like it's hitting me, but it's hitting me. So I'm going I'm to share what God's doing with me. Is that, is that all right? Can we do that? Man, Mordecai, are we living for ourselves or for God's glory? Philippians 1 verse 27 says, Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then, whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are, that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Verse 28 Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. Come on, somebody. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. Verse 29, for you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. Yeah, I didn't get a whole bunch of amens on that one. It's God's word, though. Come on, somebody. Verse 30, we are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I'm still in the midst of it. How much more is our struggle, how much more is our suffering to give God glory? Oh, I, I got to sit with some friends last night, and, and they experienced a lot of church hurt. And, and I've sat with a lot of people who've experienced a lot of church hurt. But i got to be honest with you. Like, as we were talking, they were like, is it like this everywhere? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. You can't go to any church and not get hurt. I'm sorry to tell you. Welcome to Living Stones Church. Prepare to be hurt. Are you with me? Now, I'm not saying we're going to do it on purpose or hurt people, but there's something about adding humanity to any group of people that just causes hurt and causes pain. Are you with me? And so it's not really the hurt that you want to move from. One of the things when we were talking, she said, she's like, I just want to find a safe place. And I said, here's the thing, you're not going to find a safe place. I think what you need is to be a safe place. You see, the church is the people. If the church is the people, then then we got to realize there's not going to be a place that you can go where you're going to be safe from other people. But if we can all focus on being a safe place, you see, when, when gossip rears its head, we tell it to go away in the name of Jesus. When, when, when all of a sudden all these hurtful things are happening, when people are hurting each other, we snuff it out with love. Amen? And so we have to focus on not looking for a safe place or not even that this church would be a safe place. Because you know what? I want unsafe people to come to our church. Because the only way they're going to be healed is to come to our church. Are you with me? And, and any other church. Don't, don't hear me wrong. Living Stones is not the end all be all. We are just one little room in a big house. Are you with me? But here's the thing. If we can focus on being a safe place as a person, being a safe place. I was telling her and I shared with her some of the struggles and things that we've been going through lately. Just to encourage her and let her know it happens everywhere. And I said, I, I don't know how it happens because I love people so much and I'm super, super genuine all the time. What you see on stage is what you see when you hang out with me. Like, I can't be more genuine and I still am I'm a monster in so many people's stories. Did you know that? Like, when you choose to go after Jesus, it's not gonna be all sunshine and rainbows. Sorry, sorry. It's gonna be a fight. It's, and the biggest fight, can I tell you, is against your own flesh. Because you know what? I'm a Marine, and I'm a hockey player. I like to fight. Are you with me? Does any, anybody like me, you like to fight? Where are my fighters at? Like if somebody picked a fight with you right now, you'd be like, let's do this. Are you with me? Like some of you are, are, are like the punisher. Are you with me? You're just like, you're just looking for a fight. You know, I, I was telling uh, some of our leaders the other day, I'm like, gosh darn it, I just, I just want to go back to hockey right now. I just want to go beat the crud out of somebody. Is anybody with me? I, do I, okay, I'm sorry, your, your, your pastor's violent, okay, it's, it's, it's a problem. I like R-rated movies where blood goes everywhere and those kinds of things, like if you were hoping that I was, I was more of the lamb, I'm sorry, I'm more like the lion, are you with me? Come on, I got, some, I got some lions in here. But here's the thing, the biggest fight is against your flesh, because if you respond in the wrong way, you're not going to bring glory and honor to God. And i got to be honest with you, there's times where I want to respond in the wrong way. Are you with me? You you ever feel that? You're like, I don't even care that it's sin at this moment. I just need to feel justified. Anybody? I just need to feel justified. And here's the thing. If you're seeking after the Lord, He will give you long-suffering. Suffering for His glory. All of a sudden, if you can if you can hold your flesh and you can hold your tongue and you can hold your spirit from going into a dark place and you can instead sit back and respond and say, God, I know there is no safe place. So I want you to help make me a safe place. Lord, where somebody who's hurting can come to me and take it out on me and I can just give it to you. Amen? Is anybody with me today? Come on. I know this is some some deep stuff. But as we're talking about flip the script, there's, there's something like your humanity wants to respond a certain way. You want to put things in their place and you want to tell people what's up. Are you with me? Come on, I know I've seen some of you on the freeway. Right? All of a sudden you're, you're praying for people with one finger. I've I seen it. You're blessing them, bless you in the name of, the, you know. I've seen it. It's okay. I don't blame you. You're human. But as we tame our flesh... It's amazing how much more glory he will get. For my note takers, have note takers today? Do I have some note takers? Good. here's, here's, Here's some notes right here. I will let God use my life to bring him glory. I will let God use my life to bring him glory. You see, when you begin to subject yourself to the Holy Spirit and say, God, my life is not my own, all of a sudden I don't have to be justified. Are you with me? My feelings, my flesh, I don't have to feed it because my life is not my own. Are you with me? I know when I signed up to be a pastor, it was one of those things where you have to die to yourself. All of a sudden, I've got people around me when they see me get hurt, when they see me hurt by other people, they want to fight on my behalf. Hello, Peter. Cutting off somebody's ear because they go after Jesus. Jesus had to go back over there. Peter, I love you, man. You're a fighter, but... Let me put this guy's ear back on. And he had to to undo some of our fleshly things. Are you with me? It's important that we focus on letting God use our life to bring him glory. All of a sudden, you look at every situation differently. How can this bring God glory? Do you ever ask that? Or most of us are just like me, and you say, God, why are you letting this happen to me? Come on. Come on, oh my gosh, I know this stuff's too deep, isn't it? It's too deep. You know what, the next series is going to be about kittens. I hope you come back next week. It's going to be fluffy and nice, no. The Word of God is meant to give instruction, rebuke, help us to grow, help us to be more like Jesus, amen? So let's go back into Esther for a minute. Verse 15, then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, go and gather together all the Jews in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days. Come on. How many of you would like somebody to call and ask you to do that? You're like, pray for me. I'm the one not eating, bro. Like, come on. (laughs) Do not eat and drink for three days, day or night. My maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go and see the king. If I must die, I must die. Verse 17. Esther is one bad chick. Are you with me? Like, I'm sure that offended somebody, but that's fine. She doesn't mind. So Mordecai went away and did everything Esther had ordered him. Submission to the purposes of God is more important than promoting or defending yourself. You know that you don't have to promote yourself if you just submit to what God wants to do. Can I tell you something? I've spent a lot of time with a lot of people who want to be pastors. And can I tell you something? Some of the greatest pastors I've ever met don't want to be pastors. They just submitted their lives to the Lord and said, whatever you want me to do. Oh, I have to go through all this stuff. I guess this is what I'm going to do. Are you with me? Like, it's the, it's the person who's like, this is all I've ever wanted to do. This is what I was made for. I'm in, I'll i do anything to get there. Those ones give me the biggest concern because I'm like, where is your heart really? Is your heart a heart of sacrifice or, is, or do you want to stand on the stage and have everybody look at you? Are you with me? Because I'll be honest with you, I could care less to be on this stage or not on this stage. It's about getting God's word to the people who need it. And when I sit with somebody like, like Crawford and I start to see God move in his life and through his life, I know Chelsea's been telling me all about Emily and all that God's doing in her and through her, and we're so proud. Like, as I look around the room, I can, I can sit there and go, oh my gosh, what, what God's done in Taylor. Like, I was blown away this last week at her maturity as, as we sat with all these different people watching what God can do in and through their lives. I'm sitting there going, this is why I do this. I don't have to stand on another stage ever. When we took the job at Centerpoint Church as the, as the campus pastors, it was funny because Pastor Kim, our executive pastor, he said, he said to me, Pastor Justin, um, do you think you'll be able to handle the workload of being a pastor full time? I said, well, and I pulled out my phone and I showed him my calendar. I said, right now I'm doing all of those things without a title. I'm still a pastor whether you give me the title or not. Are you with me? Yeah. Because when you're a pastor, you go and shepherd sheep. You go and love people. So I, as he looked through that calendar, I'm meeting with that person to talk about this, meeting with that person to talk about that, meeting with that person. Now now I'm just the pastor, uh, the campus pastor of Centerpoint Church, French Valley. It's just a title. I'm still going to do the same things I'm doing right now. Are you with me? There's. It, it's either in you. Come on. It, it's either in you or it's not true. Come on. Come on, there's there's not enough training to go and be a pastor. You either are or you aren't, amen. I was as I was reading through that uh, through uh, First Timothy this morning, God was ministering to me a lot. I as I read it, I'm like, Lord, I can't preach any of this. This would this would be painful, way too painful. Um, so I'm not going to preach any of that. If you want to go through and read First Timothy this week, go ahead. Um, it'll take you maybe 30 minutes to read through the whole thing, but. Uh, it's, uh, it's some good stuff, but it's talking about how to, how to choose leaders and how to do those things. I love how God speaks to me about stuff like that. It's such a wonderful and beautiful thing. When we submit to God's purpose, we will share in His glory. Did you hear me? When we submit to God's purpose, we will share in His glory. Because here's the thing. When you submit to God's purpose, a lot of times you don't get glory in the initial parts of it. A lot of times... You're going to get looked down on. You're going to look at like you're crazy. When you read the Bible, do you ever think about it that way? When you think about when God asks people to do things, like go take that boy's lunch and we're going to, we're going to feed these 5,000 people. What do you think it felt like for the disciples in that moment? This guy is a loony. I'm going to go. We found five loaves of bread and two fish. That's it. I I don't even know if I want to associate with you now. You're going to tell everybody we're going to feed them lunch and this is all we have. Are you with me? You ever read the Bible like me? I I don't know. I read like like they're actual humans in the Bible, right? Right? Because if my leader told me to do something like that, I'd probably go, are you kidding me? Do you even know what you're talking about? Like you look crazy in front of everyone. Are you with me? Sometimes we have to make decisions that God says that make you look crazy to everyone around you. But then he gets the glory on the back end. Because all of a sudden, he did something that was impossible. Can I tell you, through this last two weeks, again, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best not to preach from my stress. Are you with me? Um, I'm doing my best. So please don't, don't look at everything I'm saying and look at, through that lens. I'm, I'm trying my best. But in two weeks ago, um, when, we, when we did this whole thing and we went to Vegas for a week, thank you guys for not blowing my phone up while we were in Vegas so that we could just have some time to ourselves. It was awesome time. We enjoyed it so much. But while I was there, I was made aware of a building that was available five miles from here. And I was like, huh, man, when we be obedient and do what God's asking us to do, even if it's painful, he starts to show us what he could do. And so I looked at this building and I said, I I wonder if we could afford this. So I sent it to our denomination. I I sent it to our denominational leaders and I said, hey, do you think this is something that we could do? I think it would be really good for our church to have this building. And they looked at it and they said, well, it's going to cost you X amount of dollars a month. And I think budget-wise you could afford it. So why don't you call the realtor and see what happens? Come on, somebody. Yeah. So I called the realtor. I'm sitting here going like, what could God do in the midst of all these things? What could he do? And, and I, I called the realtor and I said, hey, um, I'm interested in buying this church building that you have on, on, on your listing. And he said, oh, that's my partner's listing. I think it's an escrow, but I'll reach out to him and see so his his partner reaches out to me via text. He says, sorry, man, it's already an escrow. And so I sent it to the, the domination. I said, hey, it's already an escrow. Sorry, like, you know, maybe God's just showing us what he could possibly do, right? And that got me excited enough. What could he possibly do, right? Could we have a permanent home? Could we have those things where we can have men's and women's and, and marriage groups and all those things in a building and do those things together, right? And, and be right in the middle of our city. So... Our, uh, our superintendent, he says, hey, tell you what, let's meet anyway and let's talk about your dreams and what you want to do. So I met with him and, uh, and I told him all the craziness that's happened in the last two weeks. And, and uh, he was like, Pastor Justin, man, I don't know how you stay healthy in the midst of all these things. And I said, honestly, I just know that God's bigger than me and I'm thankful that he shows me these things before they happen so that I can go, okay, God, I trust you. This sucks, but I trust you. Are you with me? And he said, "Well, I want to talk to you about that building." He said, "What? You've always said that you wanted to, you know, uh, you wanted to buy land and buy a building and do it all with cash, and now now you're interested in having a mortgage." And so I just wanted to know, like, what what changed? I said, honestly, as I looked at land, the land that I wanted two years ago was seven million dollars, and it was way out of our price range, and no way we could afford it. And that same land is eleven million dollars today. I said so. I'm thinking to myself, if I can't afford it now, when am I ever going to be able to afford it? Like in a couple years, maybe it's $20 million. And I'm looking at this going, I love this school. It's my favorite place in the world. Like, like because this is what's going to be. You know what I mean? And so as a business person, I was starting to think to myself, man, even if we would have bought that $7 million land and sold it, two years later and made $4 million, we could go get whatever the heck we wanted. Are you with me? Like all of a sudden, my brain's thinking differently. I'm going, huh, and he says, tell you what, I have this new team that we have developed where they're looking at land for multiple developments, so if you can have them come out to your area, we would like to go and just look at land, and if you're open to it, we'd like to buy, possibly buy land and develop develop it to put businesses on it as well as the church. Would you be open to that? I said, oh, yes, I would be open to that. Are you with me? Listen, in your obedience, God can do whatever he wants. Whatever he wants. And if it happens or if it doesn't happen, it's okay. Because it's him. Amen. His ways are higher than my ways. we got to be okay with God's ways. we got to be okay with God's ways. Just submit. Submit to his purpose and you'll share in his glory. Amen. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, verse 20. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. You know, I know that's talking about different things, but I just thought about it with our purpose, how we treat people, how we live our life. My body, my life is not my own. My life is to honor him and whatever means he sees necessary. Come on, how many of us, it's easy to love people that are like you? It's easy. Oh, my neighbors are like me. We, we have the same age kids, and we hang out, and it's fun. But then when I hang out with somebody that doesn't look like me, all of a sudden you get nervous. Are you with me? I don't know what how they are. I don't know what type of person they are. Mm, come on, humanity. You know, anybody, uh, we, we have a, a young man in our church, Jesse. He's awesome. Anybody know Jesse and love Jesse? Jesse's awesome. You'll see him today. He has a yellow shirt on just like these kids' workers right here. And, and he has a, a mohawk that's like three feet tall. He's down with the preschoolers right now. Are you with me? It's learning, and you know what? And he's so polite and so loving and so amazing. He texts me last night. He says, Pastor, I, I, I know I'm going to fill in for this person who who is sick and couldn't make it. Um, but my, I have my mohawk on. Do you want me to take it off? Do you want me to clean it out and so that I don't intimidate the kids? I said, no. You come be your loving self and watch them fall in love with you. Watch them all. If your preschoolers go home wanting a mohawk, you will know why. You will know why. Come on, somebody. Here's point number two for my note takers. I am an instrument fit for God's use. Come on. I want you to declare that with me. I am an instrument fit for God's use. If we start to see ourselves the way that God created us and we're I think most of most of America, I'll be honest with you, like most of the American church is so caught up in themselves. We are caught up in ourselves. Pastors are caught up in themselves. When we die to ourselves is when we find life. I know that doesn't make sense, but it's biblical. It's biblical. It says in, in God's word that he who seeks after his life will lose it, but he who gives his life up for my sake will gain it. Listen, I, I, know, I know it's hard sometimes. You're like, yeah, but I, I got these dreams. I got these visions. Submit them all to God. Submit your fears. Submit your dreams. Submit it all to God. Watch what he'll do. He put the desire in your heart. Who wants you to win more than anybody? He does. He does. When I look at my boys, I want my boys to win. I want them to win. I'll do anything to help them win. Are you with me? How much more does our Heavenly Father love us? And he wants you to win. He wants you to live out your purpose. See, some of us, we get so caught up in one thing or another. You know, again, and you go and read in First Timothy and, and play around in there for a little while. We get caught up in, in fame. We get caught up in money. We get caught up in all these things. And then we only get to the end of the road finding out it was the wrong road to be on the whole time. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed making money. I enjoyed hanging out with wealthy people. Are you with me? I enjoyed it. But I didn't enjoy it as much as I love watching people overcome. Watching them know Jesus for themselves. Watching them to have faith. All of a sudden when somebody's been in church their whole life and then all of a sudden they come here and they're like, you mean God can still do miracles today? Uh, oh, he can. I want to see that. I want to experience that. I want to know. I want God to use me that way, huh? Come on. All of a sudden it's as we walk through this journey together and, and not, not this journey of religion. And what do I mean by that? Every, all If you define religion, it's just a belief system. That's all religion is, is a belief system. For me, it's a relationship with Jesus. When I spend time with Jesus, he does things that are impossible. Impossible. I sit with my pastoral leaders who are very nervous to preach over the next couple of months, but didn't AJ do an awesome job last week? Pastor AJ, you killed it, bro. But they're nervous. Can I tell you something? I was terrible when I first started speaking in front of people. Terrible. Like beyond terrible. Like, so terrible. I mean, I, I had these, uh, this nice shirt on because it got to look professional. Now I really don't care that much. But back in the day, I would look professional. i wear a collared T-shirt or a collared long-sleeve shirt. I'd, I'd unbutton one button so that I, I could get a little bit of air, you know what I mean? And I remember talking for like two hours. There's a lady sitting right where my mother in law's sitting right now, snoozing, <laughs> just sleeping. Are you with me? I was terrible at it. But we've got to start somewhere. When you submit yourself to God, you're like, God, I'm not the best vessel, but I'm a willing vessel. Are you with me? And that's all he's looking for. He's looking not not for who's the most qualified. Come on. He's not, he's not going, hey, did you did you make juniors? Were you almost a professional hockey player? Like, like where are you in the status of these things? And I'm going like I, I, I like, I like hockey. I've watched it a few times. Like, that's what I felt like in that moment. But God will use anybody. Are you with me? Anybody in the midst of it all. As we submit to his purpose, he gets the glory. You know what? The worst of the worst stories. You know, I've sat with people and they're like, Pastor, I love that you love people so much and you believe in people so much. But if you knew my story, you wouldn't believe in me. Can I tell you something? The more of a comeback story it is, the more glory God gets. Okay, good. Two people believe in that. That's good. Come on. The more of a comeback story it is, the more glory God gets. If if everything went wrong that possibly could go wrong my team was awesome this morning thank you team for being incredible thank you guys for being incredible they're like pastor do you want I see you're stressed out I, I was trying to be the, the the children's director today because my wife had to go home with our little guy I'm like I don't know where to find the the the, the little the little balls in the in the in the, the, the what is those things called like the uh, uh, the wires that you clean you know uh, pipe cleaners like I'm like where do you find I don't know where these things are like I'm going crazy I got to preach in 15 minutes I'm the my mind <sighs> and the computer wouldn't work and then our streaming wasn't working for a minute and I'm like oh my gosh I'm losing my mind I, I had Adam hold me up for like two minutes straight because I was just crying like I could I'm like I can't do this my pastoral team is all in Estonia and I don't know what to do are you with me and, and my team uh, Danny and all these guys they were texting me and say pastor do you want me to do announcements for you do you want me to do these things for you do you want me to take over this stuff for you and I said my response was when you come to the end of yourself is when Jesus takes over Today's going to be a good day. Are you with me? The more you get broken, the more you can't handle it, the more God can do through it. Oh, do I have broken people in here today? Do I have people that feel like they don't have it all together? They can't keep going. They're like, like they're running out of gas, literally. Are you with me? Come on, some of you, right? Like You're like, I don't know why I bought this truck five years ago, but I regret it. Are you with me? Come on. <clears throat> you're running out of gas spiritually, fig- figuratively, physically. Romans 8:17 says, "And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ we are heirs of the God's glory. But if we are to share in his glory, we must also share in his suffering." Suffering. Listen, I I know I just made like the best promise to all of you. You you, you want to follow Jesus? You get suffering. got a sign up sheet in the back. Let's do this, right? It says if you want to share in his glory, you must also share in his suffering. When we suffer for God and people watch, what are they going to do? I know what I would do. But what are they going to do? And they're watching. They're watching you. How are you going to respond? Oh, you you told me you're a Christian. I wonder what happens. Oh, they're laying people off at work. I wonder how they're going to respond. Are they going to respond with faith, joy, knowing that God has a plan? If you get laid off or you don't get laid off, come on, somebody. How are you going to respond? How are you going to respond when the drama comes? How are you going to respond when people are talking about you? How are you going to respond? Are you going to respond with love? Come on, church. Come on, church. I'm gonna, I'm equipping you right now because, listen, it, it's, it doesn't say if they're suffering. It says when they're suffering. Listen, we all suffer. Is Is there anybody in here that's never suffered? I just want to see a show of hands. No. We all suffer, but did our suffering have a purpose? That's the difference. See, some of us just live in suffering and go, "Well, this is just what life is. this is the way it's going to be, and it's just going to suck. Another day, another dollar. I guess we're just going to try to get through it. Well,, oh, you know, like the economy's bad, or you know, president this or president that and blah blah blah, 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 blah. I live in California, somewhere blah, blah, blah. Right? I was reading this thing the other day. They're like, I don't know what's, what, what to think of this, whether it's the, the fact that the average gas price in America right now is five dollars a gallon. If that's the most astounding thing, or if the most astounding thing is the fact that I live in California and that sounds like a deal. Five bucks a gallon, where do I go? Sign me up. Like, somebody tell me where that is, right? Like (coughs) We're all suffering to one degree or another. Everyone suffers, but when you suffer for God, you also share in His glory. (coughs) In the difficulties of loving people when maybe they're not lovable. Maybe they're not reciprocating that love. And the difficulties of that, that's challenging. That's suffering. But then I also get to see when people are set free. All of a sudden when addiction falls off of somebody. All of a sudden when somebody came in with a physical ailment, just hoping that if they got prayed for, something would happen. Something would change. And to see God move. We get to share not only in the suffering, but we get to share in His glory. Amen? Come on. It's time to flip the script on suffering. Suffering is not something that is something we need to look at and look down at. Oh, not suffering again. Because with every bit of suffering comes glory. Are you with me? All of a sudden, you can look at suffering and have encouragement. Right? Again, in 1 Timothy, when you're reading through that, go and preach and give them encouragement. They're going to need it. Are you with me? Give them encouragement. They're going to need it. Listen, this church is only the beginning of where it's going to be. And I think God has to weed things out and weed stuff out and people out and all those things so that he can get to the intention that he wants, which means sometimes pain for the rest of us as we figure it out and feel it out. Are you with me? But here's the thing. When he starts showing me like, hey, you could have that building. You could have it. And then he's like, wait, better than that. We can go and develop in something bigger. Come on, Lord. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Come on, Lord. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I, I just know that this church, not me, this church, you, us, together, we're going to change this area. There's no question in my heart. We're going to change this area. I believe it with all my being. Esther 5. Like, I'm going to get into this part. This could be its own sermon by itself. Where are we at in time? I want to make sure I don't get too far along. i got about 20 minutes left. Esser Esther 5. Verse nine, Haman was a happy man as he left the banquet. So, just so you can catch you up, Esther Esther went and went to the king. She didn't kill. He didn't kill her. He he, he held out his staff like he was supposed to, and so she's like, okay, he's, she, he's not mad at me for coming and talk to him. Um, and she says, hey, I'd like to throw a banquet for you and Haman. And so she did. She threw the first banquet, and she says, I'm going to throw you one more tomorrow, and then I'm going to tell you wh- why I wanted to meet with you. And we get to this place. Haman just had had a nice banquet. But when he saw Mordecai sitting at the palace gate, not standing up or trembling, nervous before him, Haman became furious. However, he restrained himself and went on home. You see, Haman was the very person who was trying to kill the Jews. And Mordecai had called out to Esther to say, hey, this is going to happen. I don't know if you're aware or not. I know you live in the palace. I know you're one of the queens now. Like, can you do something about this? Because all our people are going to get killed. And he throws off his clothes and puts on sackcloth and ashes and stands out at the gate and cries out to God. It's embarrassing for everyone who's walking through the gate going like, dude, what is wrong with this guy? And for Haman, who's already hates the Jews and wants to get rid of them, he sees this guy and goes, see, this is the filth I'm talking about. Oh, I just want to get rid of these guys. So Haman goes home. Then Haman gathered together with his friends at Juresh, his wife, and boasted to them about the great wealth and his many children. He bragged about the honors the king had given him and how he had been promoted over all the other nobles and officials. Self-serving, right? Then Haman added, and that's not all. Queen Esther invited only me and the king himself to the banquet she prepared for us. And she has invited me to dine with her and the king again tomorrow. Then he added, but this is all worth nothing as long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting there in the palace gate. Verse 14, so Haman's wife Suresh and all his friends suggested, set up a sharpened pole that stands 75 feet tall. And in the morning, ask the king to impale Mordecai on it. Wow, that's awesome, right? Don't you love the Bible? When this is done, you can go on your merry way and to the banquet with the king. This pleased Haman. And he ordered the pole get set up. Fired up, right? Like here, here's Mordecai. He's crying out to God. God, you got to do something. My people are going to get killed. He's crying out to the Lord. How many times have we felt that in our own life? You're crying out to God and it seems like things just get worse. I'm going to get stuck and put on a pole. So everyone can see. Are you with me? I mean, sometimes it just seems like bad just gets worse. Are you with me? Yeah. But God. But God. Point number three. I'm get my worship team up here. I will suffer for God's purposes to see his sovereignty proclaimed. Are you ready? Let's read that again together. I will suffer for God's purposes to see his sovereignty proclaimed. In Esther chapter 6, if you go read through it, Haman is headed to tell the king his great idea to destroy Mordecai. While the king himself had a dream that was disturbed him in the middle of the night. Come on, this is how God does things. You know that you're suffering, you're going through it. You're you're experiencing all these difficult things. You have people against you, things happening to you. But in the midst of it, the king has a dream about Mordecai. And he remembers how Mordecai had, had, had done this great deed. And he's like, and so when he woke up, he asked his, his servants, he said, hey, what did we ever do for Mordecai when he when he did that? And they said, well, we never did anything. And so he's like, oh, well, we need to do something for him. And they said, oh, by the way, there's a guy at the gate that wants to talk to you. And he's like, oh, okay, send him in, send him in. And it's Haman. Haman's come in to tell him about skewering Mordecai, right? Put him on a kebab, a Mordecai kebab. And all the while, the king is planning to honor him and uses Haman. He says, Haman, I got a question for you. Like, I got this person I really want to honor because they've done great things for the kingdom. And I was wondering what you think I should do. You know what Haman did? He's like, well, who more to honor than me? He's going to, of course he wants to honor me. You know what? Here's my idea, king. Here's what I think you should do. I think I think you should give the best horse you've got and, and put Put this person on it. And while that person's on it, you should have your servants shouting to everyone, this is the favored person to the king. He's like, this will be a good thing for me. I can't wait to be on that horse. And you know what the king says? That's a great idea. I love that. You know what? We're going to follow through on that. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go get Mordecai. He's sitting at the edge of the city. He's in sackcloth and ashes. I want you to put him in the nicest, most beautiful clothing we have. Get my best horse. And I want you to walk behind the horse and tell everybody, this is the most favored person in the kingdom. Are you with me? The very plans that are coming against you right now, God is going to use for greater things in the future. You might think it's the darkest it's ever been. But God is moving and he'll use your enemies to go and bless what God is doing in and through you. Are you with me? All of a sudden, to go from this person who's on the outskirts, who's hated by so many, why is he out there? Oh, see, this is the filth that's in our city. What should we do? We should, yeah, we should, we should make an example of him. All the while, God's like, you're right. I want to make an example of him. I want to show you what it looks like to be a servant of the one true king. When you cry out to me, I come to you. I'll come to you and I'll love you and I'll put you in the place where you belong. Are you with me? Are you with me? I don't know who's going through what today. But I know it can be difficult. I know it can be hard. In verse 10, the king said, excellent. Quick, take the robes and my horse and do just as you have said for Mordecai the Jew, who sits at the gate of the palace. Leave out nothing you have suggested. So Haman took the robes, put them on Mordecai, placed him on the king's horse, and led him through the city square, shouting, This is what the king does for someone who wishes he wishes to honor. Verse 12. Afterward, Mordecai returned to the palace gate. But Haman hurried home, dejected and completely humiliated. When Haman told his wife Zeresh and all his friends what had happened, his wise advisors and his wife said, Since Mordecai, this man who has humiliated you, is of Jewish birth, you will never succeed in your plans against him. It will be fatal to continue opposing him. This is what God is saying to the enemy on your behalf right now. It would be fatal to oppose you because you love the Lord and you give him glory with everything in your life. No matter how hard it gets, you give him glory. Are you with me? All of a sudden, when you're when you're going through stuff, you're saying, hey, listen, this doesn't feel good. I want to respond in my flesh and fight. But I tell you what, I'm going to give you glory, God. I'm going to honor everyone involved. I'm going to make sure that everybody knows that they're loved by you. And he says, good. I'll take your enemy's plans that are against you and it'll be against them. Are you with me? Now, it's important to remember your enemy is not flesh and blood. It's principalities and powers. Come on your enemy is not a person if you've been thinking about a person this morning as we preach this message you missed it you missed it because it's not about that person opposing you it's about you being that safe place when you become that safe place where God can dwell all of a sudden he puts more trust in you because he knows you'll respond in those difficult situations in the right way are you with me it's important Somebody say it's important. It's important. When we submit to God's purposes, He will use those who oppose us to honor us. No matter what you're facing, if you're seeking to honor God with your obedience, it's your time. It's your time. Tell your neighbor it's your time. It's your time. For such a time as this, it's your time. doesn't matter what the facts say. I love that. When I was in business, the facts mattered a lot. They mattered a lot. I'd look at numbers. I'd look at how things are running. I'd look at all those things. And we make cuts. We do these things. And I still operate that way in a lot of ways in the church when I'm running things on the business side of the stuff. But there's also the spiritual side where you just trust God. And you say, Lord, what do you say? I see the numbers. I use the logic that you've given me. But what do you say? And then you listen. Whatever he says goes. He's the CEO. Is he the CEO of your house? That's the question. Because if he is, you're going to have a great life. Even if it looks like crud sometimes. It's going to be awesome. He's going to come through. He's going to get the glory and you get to be a part of it. Are you with me? The more that we push this stuff around and we push suffering away because we don't want to experience it and I don't want to feel this way anymore and so I'm going to push people away. You know what? I'm going to stop going to church because if I stop going to church, maybe then I won't get hurt. You missed it. You missed it. You are the church. You can't stop going to the church because you are the church. You are the church. You want to find a safe place? Sit with the Lord. Sit with Him and ask him what he says about things. I know this sounds so simplistic. Uh, some people are like, "Come on, pastor, when are you going to get into more depth stuff? I want to I want to hear I want to hear about the beatitudes. I want to hear about all those things." Listen, this is the depth stuff. This is it right here. This is real life. We can learn about the Bible, but if the Bible is never in you, it won't matter. Knowledge isn't enough. Until that knowledge goes from your head to your heart and you start living the word, That'll change your life. That'll change your life. And that's that's what I think God cares about the most. I look around the room and I've just seen so many people grow. It's touched my heart just over even just a few months' time for some of you who've been here. Some of you about a year. Some of you a couple years. Some of you have been at this thing for a decade plus, trying to figure out who God is and what He wants to do with your life. has a purpose, that he wants to get through you, because there's a whole group of people that need to hear your story, they need to hear how you overcame, they need to hear why you didn't react, instead you responded, they need to see it, you know, when families are going through trials, especially if they have kids, I tell them, listen, this is an opportunity, and they say, how, w- how was this an opportunity, i asked you to pray for me, because it's Situation stinks. I'm going to pray for you, but this is an opportunity. Your kids are watching you, and they're going to see how you respond to these things that are happening. And if you respond with seeking the Lord, when pressure comes, you seek the Lord instead of seeking vengeance. Come on, somebody. When you seek the Lord, all of a sudden you get comforted, and they watch you get comforted. They go, hmm, when I'm going through something, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do if I want to be comforted. I seek the Lord like you do. Come on. I know it doesn't feel like an opportunity, but it is. It is an opportunity. And as some of you become spiritual leaders, because you will. This is just the beginning of this thing, you guys. When I look around the room, I see future pastors. I see future leaders. I see future ministers. And God's going to use you. You know what that means? Is that one day you're going to have spiritual children watching you. How are you responding? How, what, now that the pressure hits, what's going to happen? Because we've seen bad responses, haven't we? We've seen human responses, haven't we? But what, how will you respond when you've made God the Lord of your life completely? All of a sudden, when everything comes in, listen, I, I, I want to respond to this emotionally, but i got to submit it before the Lord and see what, what is He doing in it and through it. And why? Maybe there's more. Maybe He wants to get something out of you. Are you with me? I don't know if I shared this last week or not, but I was, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was prophesying over people and praying over people, and, and uh, Pastor Sarah was standing right over here. I, I was walking by, and I saw her standing right there, praising and praying, and I got a word from God, and the word was, we're going to have people move and live in Estonia, and I was like, I'm not telling her that. Heck no, God. Like, I want them to stay here. I love them. Like, like, they're some of my right-hand people. Like, I don't know what I'd do without them. So I didn't give her the word in that moment. Went home, and I told Chelsea, and I repented. I said, I can't believe I ha- withheld what God wanted me to tell her. <sighs> then we had our staff meeting that week, and I repented to the staff. I said, I'm sorry. I withheld something that God told me, and i got to share it with you. And so I shared it with them, and her and Pastor AJ, they look at each other like, Not us anyway. Pastor Keith goes, hey, it's actually something I've been praying about that I'm not sure, but somebody, one of the missionaries is moving back to the United States and I've been just listening to God and I don't know, I don't know for sure yet or anything, but I'm praying about it and I'm wondering if God's calling me to move to Estonia. You know what's crazy about that? Sarah was right here, but Pastor Keith was in that room over there doing kids church And he wouldn't have heard that word. This is the sovereignty of God. See, God knew there was an issue in my heart of how I would be as scared to let go of somebody. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to not only deal with the issue in your heart, Justin, of being afraid, but I'm also going to get the word to the right person at the right time. See, this is just how good God is. If we submit everything we are to him, he's gentle. He goes, hey, Justin, your heart's jacked up. You're afraid to share this word with somebody. And, and if you're afraid to share that word with somebody, then you're not in tune with me completely. Oh, I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm sorry, Jesus. And you repent. And you say, I, 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 I know you've given me a gift to be able to hear your word and to know your word. But if I don't give it, maybe you'll take that gift away. And I don't know if I want that. I want to be used by you. Humbling. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him. Sarah and AJ, they were so like, it's not me. What are you talking about? That's not a word for us. We haven't even been talking about that. But Keith's like, it was me. See, God loved Keith enough not to have the word come out in this moment because he was in the other room. He loved him enough so that who knows for them too to see what it means to be repentant hey I was wrong I did the wrong thing how many of us need to hear that from somebody apologize I got it wrong come on but in the midst of it you go hey I got to humble myself and let God use his sovereignty to touch people's lives see when you submit your life to God completely he'll humble you and it's not fun but it's beautiful it makes you stronger so much more, so easy to trust Him when He speaks to you. How many times when you hear you hear God and you're like, I'm not sure if that was really God. Anybody feel that? I'm not sure if that was really God. You know, you kind of start having this moment like Gideon where you're like, you know, uh, uh, if you put the put the dew on the grass but not on the rag then I'll believe it's you and then the next day it's like, well, that could have been coincidence so why don't you put the, the dew on the rag and not the grass and if that if you do that then I'll believe you. You see, When you start to hear God's voice, and you start to know His voice, you know the shepherd's voice, and then you get to where you're like, I I trust you no matter what, because you've always brought me through, even if it doesn't make sense to me. Are you with me? All of a sudden, the script gets flipped. I'm not the Lord of my life. He is. He has permission to work in and through me. Get the junk out, Lord. Make me more like you every day. Come on. None of us have it all together none of us do. I'm included in that. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm only justified by his blood. That's it. That doesn't mean I haven't sinned yesterday and I didn't I'm not gonna sin today. Are you with me? I'm a sinner still. still mess up, still selfish. I want I want Sarah and AJ to stay here forever, okay? But I also know that God calls people, hey, we name this church living stones for a reason because the stones of God's church move around and we have to be willing and okay with that and that was something we declared from day 1 saying god i want to build up your people and i want to send them out into their destiny that means they're not going to be with you forever that's got to be okay it's got to be okay we pray with me this morning thank you so much for being here today it means the world to me ah, today was a difficult day for me but i'm grateful cuz you're a part of it and your family When I look out here, I see family. I see people that love each other. Father God, I just thank you for today. I thank you for this opportunity to be your hands and feet, to be used by you. And God, we just give you full permission to move in and through our lives. Show us who you made us to be, and we give up any other thing that we think that might be. If you're in here this morning you haven't given your your life to Jesus yet or maybe after this sermon you're like I thought I did but now I want to go to another level with you Jesus if that's you this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed why don't you just raise your hand for me saying hey that's me I see two hands three hands already come on in this little group of people God's taking us to a new level God's taking us to a new level a new place a new place. We know we're saved. We know we've given our life to Him, and we, we're, we're saved. But then there's another level of obedience. There's another another level of submission. There's another level of humility. You're going. I want that. I want that, God. I want to. I want to be a part of the suffering, but I want to be a part of the glory. I want it all. Is that is that somebody in here this? Still working? There we go. (sighs) You know what? I know this was a good day today. Again, one distraction after another. You think these speakers are supposed to do that right now? Of course they are. That's what the enemy does. Tries to create distractions so you lose track of what God is doing in your life. Let's pray together that we push aside those distractions. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving us endurance given us the endurance to run the race that you put in front of us. And God, we pray against every distraction right now. God, I pray against the distractions that are coming into the lives of your people, that are coming in through the form of gas prices, that are coming in through the form of, of a sexual question marks everywhere in the world. God, I, I pray against every distraction that keeps us from you. I pray, Lord, for a church that is so in tune with the Spirit and so in tune with your voice. God, that we don't hear any other voices. Let the news say what it's going to say. doesn't matter if you listen to CNN or Fox or whatever. We're going to listen to Jesus now. I want to hear the good news. I want to hear the gospel. God, show me what you want to do for such a time as this that you've called us to this moment in history to see you move. This is not a time for the faint at heart. This is a time for God uses those who are willing vessels. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Here I am, Lord. Send me. I just feel that on, the, on so many people's hearts right now. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Send me. Send me. Here I am, Lord. Send me. There's stuff breaking off of you right now the Spirit, all that self-doubt, all that junk, all those disqualifications, you might feel like we're in that truck right now, going to that hockey game, going, I am not qualified to be on this team. If only the other people in the truck knew, they wouldn't have invited me along. But here's the truth, you're in the truck. God put you in the truck for such a time as this. For such a time as this. He puts you in this church and in those pews or watching this live stream right now. For such a time as this. It's time to step into a new thing with Jesus. Don't let this just be another sermon that you heard. But instead, go to your word. Ask God to speak to you. Saying, God, I want to be crazy enough to believe you. Help me to see the truth that you have for my life. God, I submit my accomplishments and I submit my failures to you. And I say, Lord, none of it matters unless you're in it. Show me what you want to do with my life. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Woo! Amen. How are we doing, church? You guys are so quiet today. You're so quiet. Can I tell you something? I love you. I love you with all my heart. And every person who's ever sat in those seats, I love them too. No matter what. You know why? Because He loves them. Because He loves them. We love each other because He loves us. Is this okay? Is this okay today? Gosh, I feel like I could just sit here and we could just talk together spend some time together thank you for that hug Adam I needed that so much man God moves even in and through our brokenness if we let him please let him please let him let him let that diagnosis bring him glory let what those people said about you bring him glory let him move. Give up trying to defend yourself. You know, Jesus didn't defend himself. Going to the cross, he didn't defend himself. The whole time. They said, if you're really the son of God, come down from the cross. If you're really the son of God, speak, tell us. I'm trying to catch him in blasphemy. Jesus sat there silent, knowing, I wanted this cup to pass from me. Your will be done, not mine. Come on. Is this good? Yeah? Okay. Six minutes over. Not bad. It's pretty good. It's like playing in your first hockey game and you can't breathe, but it's good. It's good. I just don't want it to end. Is there... Uh, You know, let's let's give Holy Spirit some some room. Holy Spirit, what do you want to do today? (sighs) I don't want to go too long and beat up our children's workers, and it's okay to end. If there's anything you want to do, God. I feel like there's some people who really came in here dealing with anxiety. Today, when I was trying to do everything and figure it all out, Chelsea's probably laughing at (laughs) everything. Because she does everything all the time, right? But I felt a lot of anxiety. Right, Adam? You can tell. I don't think I've ever hugged you like that before, Adam. Felt a lot of anxiety. So I was wondering if somebody came in here with a lot of anxiety. We can't let anxiety win. Just recently, we, uh, we partner with Tijuana Christian Mission down in Mexico. We're down there every month. One of the young men who was a part of the group down there took his life last week. He dealt with anxiety. Felt like he couldn't do it by himself. That's one of Christ's kids. I think it's 20 or 21 years old. I don't want that to happen here. Ever. And you know what? I have my I deal with my own thoughts. I've told the church this. I deal with my own thoughts. So much so that I gave the the I still don't have them. I gave the keys to my gun case to my pastors. To my pastors on my staff. I don't have the keys to my gun case to this day. So I deal with thoughts too. But if you're going through that, I want you to know that I understand. And I know how to seek the Lord and to seek Him for comfort and to seek Him through the hard times. And so if you're going through that right now, you don't have to admit it in front of these people. I don't want you to get embarrassed. But if that's you and you're dealing with that anxiety and you're dealing with those thoughts, I want you to come see me afterwards. I want to pray with you. I want to pray comfort over you. Because together we can get through these things. Amen. So if that's you, or if you're watching online, you're like probably bawling right now, you're like, that's me, that's me. If that's you, I want you to give me a call. Listen, my, my cell phone number, if you want, to, anybody wants to write this down, my cell phone number is 951-468-8009. Call me. This was the sign you were praying for today. So that you would know that someone cared. Call me. Call me. Don't question it. Call me. Because God loves you. He put breath in your lungs for a reason. Please don't take it away. (sighs) You got any like like super like upbeat worship songs? Because like. I feel like we got to like party for like 10 seconds or something. Oh, man. (sighs) Stand to your feet for me for a minute. You know what? If you feel comfortable, come up to the front and let's party for a minute. Because I just think that, you know what? God gets the glory in the midst of this garbage, anyways. And so we're going to give him the glory. Amen? We're going to give him the glory because he deserves it. Come on. Let's do this thing. Party for five minutes. Here it goes.
1: See we will dance till the earth echoes the heavens. See this praise till we see the other side Cause we belong, we belong to the light when the night is at its darkest. Just hold on, for the dawn will soon. Can you feel the winds are changing? There's a new day on the rise And the atmosphere is breaking As the new world comes to light. So we will sing, we will dance Till the earth echoes the heavens Sing His praise Till we see the other side Whoa! Side. Now let's see those hands together. Come on. Whoa. 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 We oh, say, I got a feeling. Oh, I got a feeling the darkness won't last very long. Do you believe that? Oh, I've got a feeling the darkness won't last very long. Oh, I know I sing. I've got a feeling the darkness won't last very long. Oh no, I've got a feeling the darkness won't last very long. Oh, I've got a feeling the darkness won't last. Oh, it won't.
0: I've got a feeling the darkness won't last.
1: As the great God's spring? So let us sleep, let us sleep. And we'll awaken, there's a new day on the rise. And the enemy is shaking, till the great God springs alive. So we will day, say, we will dance, till the earth till heaven. We'll sing his praise, till we see the other side.
2: this is going to be a good week it's going to be a good week that turns into a good month it's going to be a good month that turns into a good year oh my goodness I think the darkness is almost done amen amen awesome have a great week invite somebody to church next week we're preaching on kittens it's going to be good no I'm just playing I love you have a great week we'll see you next time